Welcome to the Dating BFF. Consider this your hands-free phone call on the road, your hot gossip over brunch, or your space to feel seen and heard in regard to the struggles of dating and relationships in today's world. I'm your host, Sydney N. I've been through my share of struggles and heartache to find the one. And while it's a daily challenge, I'm staying optimistic and taking you along with me. Here, you'll find juicy storytime episodes and want to hug our guests that give us real insight into how we can turn our luck around. And hopefully, we'll do it with many laughs along the way. I believe that love still has a fighting chance. Let's navigate modern dating together. Make sure you follow me on social media for additional goodies and share this episode with a friend to gift them company in the courtship process. Please take a second to leave a review and subscribe. You're listening to The Dating BFF. Hello, everyone. So happy to be back here with you on another episode Let's talk about being single and happy. Now, I had a few DMs asking to cover how people deal with being happy and not frustrated in those moments where you just want this season to be over and already have the life that you've been wanting. Now, I'm not sure how other people do it, but I definitely can share what I've done and how I show up for myself to be happy while being single right now. So, We can be go-getters when it comes to careers or when it comes to our goals of wanting to buy a house or to buy a, a new car. Like All of those things seem so tangible and possible if we work really hard at it, but you can't force love. You can't find somebody that you're so interested in and you can see a really great life with and just make it work. Like The other person obviously has to feel the same about you. So ultimately, we can't force love and I get it. It can be very frustrating, especially if that's something that you really want. And when I'm frustrated, all I can ever hope for is patience. So let's dig in. Welcome back to another episode of The Dating BFF. It's so cold in Charlotte right now. I thought it would be warmer since it's February, but it's not. I'm a San Diego girly, so... 35 degrees and sunny is kicking my butt, but I'm hoping one day to get that like thicker blood everyone keeps talking about, especially people from New York. They're like, no, this is warm. I have thick blood. I don't even know what that is. It sounds dangerous. (laughs) I just got over being sick and I missed a couple of singing opportunities, but I'm back and hopefully my voice has had its chance to rest and recover and I'll be back and at it very soon, I hope. Um, So as a single person, I typically want to tune out these type of episodes talking about just be happy and single or just focused on you or like fix yourself first before introducing someone new to your life because that advice gives no context. Where do you even begin with statements like that? I usually immediately start to think, well, that's easy coming from someone who has a significant other or from someone who is already married. It's very frustrating to hear this from someone 
who isn't single. But as your dating BFF and someone who has been single for a minute, I can share how I've managed to go from very, very, very sad about my single season to having so much peace and joy in my life as a single person living at home on my own, no guys texting me, while still being a woman who wants and hopes for marriage and kids in my future. So there was a very profound conversation I had with a good friend of mine. She's a couple years older than me, has kids, and has been married for years. I've heard a million times, and I think we all have, heard a million times that being married and having kids is not a source of happiness. Like, it can make you happy for sure, but it's not like going to provide that for you. You will not be immediately happy because you have those things. So when she opened up about her struggles, I, for the first time, felt blessed to be single. And no, and in no means am I saying that marriage is horrible or you're not going to be happy in it. But, but just to hear me out, I didn't have to worry about my daughter's And if they were being ignored by their dad, I didn't have to sleep next to a man that I just argued with for hours earlier that day. I, these things that I will be willing to fight for and make better when I do have a family and when I do have a husband, I, I will be willing to do it. But for right now, it's just not my fight. As a single woman, I never really thought about having to work through these sort of issues. It's crazy how you can romanticize another season. And maybe you guys don't do that. But I like looking at it right now. I think I really romanticized the next season that I'll be into. Like, it's just another season. And it's another problem. Hey, another season, another problem. That's just how life goes. I've never been worried about our parenting preferences and how they might differ or your husband or your wife's level of investment in the marriage or be worried about if my husband is considering divorce or anything of that sort. I imagined the wedding and the date nights as a married couple and what it would feel like coming home to the love of my life. The joy of finding out that I'm pregnant with my firstborn child, how it would feel to live with my best friend who was my husband. I imagined an absolute lack of financial struggle. I didn't even consider that could be possible. I imagined being on the same page with parenting. And if we weren't, I just imagined that it wouldn't really bother me and that it would work itself out and that our family would still be a really strong unit and my kids would just turn out great. It's fantasy. (laughs) Everything I was really yearning for wasn't real. It was all a projection of what I really want and just imagining that it's in my future and the only reason why I don't have what I want is because my future hasn't arrived. So how do I make that happen now versus placing my happiness in my future that doesn't exist yet? Because the future will always remain there in the future. So how do I bring my future wants now? And yes, I cannot bring a husband into my life now, but I can bring the joy and the peace right now. 
thinking about this made me realize I wouldn't be more validated by marriage. I wouldn't feel less lonely with marriage. I wouldn't be more fulfilled or feel more lovable, less bored, more inspired or anything. That was all up to me and the careful selection of the partner that I choose. Marriage and family itself wasn't the answer to these underlying wants and these underlying issues that I was hoping it would solve. The reality is, it's going to be a struggle and something that really challenges you. And I'm talking about marriage. And while I'm not deterred by this, it makes me realize that I can't place my happiness in it. Whether I'm single or married, I'm going to need to find it elsewhere. I know I want children to love and to teach and to help grow into great people and to just maneuver those ups and downs of parenthood. And those are all things that I want, but I have to separate those from hoping that it will be my source of arrival or feeling this peace and happiness and joy from it. So for all of my single friends, I started to look at my singlehood as a gift for this moment. And when I get married, I'll look at my marriage as a gift for that moment. Whether I'm married or not should not predict if I have the fruits of the spirit. What are the fruits of the spirit, you ask? Happy you did. It's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So let's just take the first three. If it's possible to have love, joy, and peace as a single woman, it was up to me to find it. So here's what I did. And this is the start of my journey. And this is really the meat and potatoes of it. This is really what I want to share with you guys. I started taking care of myself. No more drinking wine every night. No more eating unhealthy for half of my meals. I started drinking more water doing more deep conditioners for my hair, skincare, taking care of my hands and my nails. And I started to make sure that I smelled good all the time for myself. I made sure to get good sleep as often as I could. Forcing myself to have a bedtime as a creative was a huge hurdle for me. My brain is active at night and I am a huge night owl, but I started my nightly activities earlier so that I could get to bed before midnight. I started making sure I worked out three to five days a week. And you guys probably know this. You probably experienced it, heard it. But you just feel so good after a workout. Like all the serotonin and dopamine and whatever else is released in your brain. And you can even sleep better at night and function better during the day. And because I was going to sleep earlier, I was able to wake up earlier and get my day started with a workout. All stuff I knew, but stuff that I never put into practice until recently. I also started taking daily vitamins. That's such a small thing to do, but it really reinforced the taking care of myself motion that I was going through and showing myself that my health was a priority. Plus, I had healthier skin and hair thanks to my vitamins. (laughs) I picked up a hobby. I always consumed a ton of creative content like painting and home renovation stuff. And 
I started remodeling my kitchen and painting on canvases that I bought at Michael's. I started expressing myself creatively outside of music and I loved it. It made me feel capable, mentally stimulated, and it was all in the best ways possible. And it gave me a sense of satisfaction when I'd complete a painting or a small task in my kitchen renovation project. Now, I don't always have that much energy. So when I'm not feeling energetic and don't feel like being creative, I have a habit for negative thoughts. Anyone else like battling negative thoughts? Because that's me. And I had to start doing something that I called capture the thought. Capture the thought. I picked a topic of negative thoughts and I had to pick a topic because if you just try to put a filter through every negative thought that goes through your head, it's really overwhelming. So I just picked dating and love. If I ever said something like, I'm never going to find a good relationship, I stopped and I recognized that I was saying that to myself. That was like number one, realizing that you're even saying the stuff to yourself. And if I noticed that I was saying it in my head, I also noticed that it was reinforcing my views of people and the world that I live in. And it led me into being depressed, sad, and it intensified my feelings of loneliness. So I started to capture the thought by stopping myself dead in the tracks of saying it to myself or thinking it. And I said, that's a lie. And I made sure to label it a lie so that the next time I thought it, I would recognize it more quickly and just realize that it wasn't real. They were just thoughts floating by like clouds in the sky. I didn't have to take them on as like an omen for what my future looked like. They were just simply thoughts. I started replacing these intrusive thoughts with something that was rooted in truth and love. I now say I'm currently single and I'm open to love and meeting the right person when the time is right. I'll say it again. I'm currently single and I'm open to meeting the right person when the time comes. That is now what I say to myself and it's so much more positive and it really has changed my outlook on my singlehood. So another huge thing that I've done that's really brought me joy is routines. So as a creative, it can be a hard thing to follow a schedule. I'm just bad with routines sometimes. So I I created routines on a day of the week basis to simplify it versus like scheduling out my day. Like on Monday nights, I cook at home and find a fun recipe to try And on Wednesdays, I go line dancing or salsa dancing. You don't need anyone to go with you. And it's absolutely normal to show up to events like this solo. So if you're interested in just trying out line dancing or salsa dancing or bachata or whatever it might be, just go to a class. Usually they have uh, like this class at first um, earlier in the day. So they'll say like show up at six o'clock for the free class. And then the night of dancing starts at like seven. So you learn beforehand and whatever moves you learn beforehand, 
you can now apply it to like when the dance floor opens up to people who are in a class and it's really cool. And if you don't feel like actually going out there and dancing, hang out around for a little bit and just see what it's all about. It's really cool to submerge yourself into something new like that. And it's so fun and it's really not weird. On Thursdays, I have band rehearsals. But if you aren't a singer or a musician, you can replace this with a weekly Bible study or join an intramural sports team. I did volleyball every Thursday and I did pick up games on Friday nights. It was a ton of fun and a great way to meet new people. And I started to recognize familiar faces and make new friends. So try picking up a new sport. It's Again, so much fun. I really enjoy it. And of course, I'm going to mention this, going to church. Now hear me out. Church has been a huge part of me getting a good word in for living the best life possible, being around good people who are my age, and even you know, being around women who are in the same part of life as me. It's introduced a healthy habit into my life. So if you haven't tried church, but you know you've been open to checking out a nearby church, go for it. Go for it. It's also not weird or like an odd thing to show up alone. The more often you go, the more faces will become familiar. Like my youngest brother, he just moved to Irvine in Southern California, and he's been looking to meet new friends and have a place where he's known. I've also advised him to serve at a church and to be on a welcome team. You will meet so many people coming in and out, and you also will just be familiar with the people that you're serving with. So other than that, having a routine where I physically do things and where I regularly see people, I think it's also really important to talk about how you're feeling. I like to find close friends that I can talk to about how I'm feeling. My support system currently is my mom, my brothers, my friends who don't live in state, but are just a phone call away, the girls on my worship team, and my therapist. I've always been like so happy to find someone that I can really talk. And it's been so helpful to share what I'm feeling and just get their insight on what I'm struggling with. I find people who are honest, but tell the truth in love and truth in love is key here. Like let's highlight this truth in love. So if someone can't be honest with you while having regard to how you're feeling in the process, then they aren't a safe place to talk about your struggles. Like move on. And if anything, meet a good therapist, but they should be a safe place for you to share not only what's going on, but how you're feeling about it. And if they're making you feel bad or judging you or not being encouraging and it's not helping, like close the door on that. That is not a good place to open up. Find a place that you can. I also have prioritized gratitude. And when I'm feeling down, I write down everything that's going right, all the prayers that God did answer, and the people that I'm grateful for, even when I'm feeling my loneliness, loneliest. (laughs) 
I include my ability to see in general, to like speak and use my voice in general, my education that I was fortunate enough to get, the house that I bought, my mom's health, my health, the fact that I'm employed. I'm thankful for being able to record this podcast. I have so many things to be grateful for. And if I can capture the negative thoughts and practice gratitude, I feel better. It's been a journey and it was not something that was super easy just to start doing. But even when I sucked at it, I just pushed through and kept doing it and I got better over time. So in which ways can you challenge yourself to grow? What scares you and are you willing to do it anyways? Is the fear of failure holding you back? And if so, are you willing to try anyway just to be proud of yourself for stepping out no matter what the outcome is? So let's do a quick recap here. I challenge you to find ways to have fruits of the spirit in your life. Peace, joy, love, patience, kindness, gentleness, and self-control can come before the relationship. Find a healthy routine to place into yourself. Pick up a sport. There are beginner sport leagues for adults out there. Find a connect group. Go dancing on Wednesdays. Create the podcast that you've always wanted to create and set a day and time aside for it. I think it'll feel really great when you get into the habit of it. Connect with trusted people around you. And if you don't have that right now, it's okay. Reach out to a therapist. A lot of therapists offer sliding scales for different incomes and will do their best to accommodate you. And be sure to capture the negative and intrusive thoughts. They do not have power over you. They do not have power over you. You have power over them. Practice gratitude. And even when you don't feel like it, make yourself see how far you've come how you are already in the process of growing. And if you've even made it this far into the episode, congratulate yourself on taking the steps that you are taking to fall more in love with yourself. You are wonderfully and fearfully made and you have such a huge purpose for this life. Invest in yourself and watch yourself grow. I'm currently doing all of this. I'm currently in the midst of all of this right now. So I'm not just sharing what I've heard. I'm sharing what I'm actively doing today, what I did yesterday, and what I will do tomorrow to stay happy, healthy, and joyful during the season of singlehood. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at the dating BFF. And if you have any questions or comments, feel free to DM me. I'd love to just say hi to you. Pop in. I will do my best to get back to you ASAP or feel free to send me an email to thedatingbff at gmail.com. I love you guys and I'll see you next week. Bye.